Hey, what's up, friends? Today's podcast episode is with Nagina Abdullah. She is the CEO and founder of MasalaBody.com, and she shares with us today some cool information on spices, on how to incorporate spices into our day-to-day lives, and how doing so ultimately leads to a reduction in inflammation within our bodies. She shares with us her top three spices to get started, and also a really cool tidbit at the very end of the podcast on how to create your own pumpkin spice latte, which means... You don't have to go to Starbucks and pay $7 or whatever ridiculous amount of money to make a pumpkin spice latte. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Starting off, Nagina gives us a background on how she got started and how she has been able to transform the lives of many, many women and others, professionals, men too, and uh, how she also transformed, transformed her own life. So I hope you guys enjoy this one as much as I did. Was a management consultant for um, Deloitte Consulting, mm-hmm. and I had my MBA, which is why I moved to New York. So I got my MBA at NYU, and um, and so I started working for all these like top like Fortune 500 companies. Like I was at Aetna, and I was at Cigna, and doing management consulting for them. And then meanwhile, like I had always struggled with my weight, and um, working in that kind of lifestyle, I was traveling, like s- traveling four days and three nights a week. And I was eating out every single place I was at. And then I was working like 12 plus hour days. So I had to figure out a system to stay healthy while I was on the road. And then I had two kids. And so I had my two kids and then I went back on the road. And so that's where I had even extra weight. And I learned a new way to eat where I started not looking at calories, but I looked more at the amount of sugar I was eating. And then I started adding more protein. So I just started doing more natural, natural foods versus processed foods with a higher protein ratio. And my, and then I started adding flavorful spices to my food. So it tasted really good. And then it also boosted every, it boosted so many different things. Like my weight loss was just effortless. It felt like, and so I lost 40 pounds in nine months from doing that and basically got to the best shape of my life as a management consultant and a mom of two. And that's when everyone started asking me all these questions, like, what are are you doing? How do you look like that? How do you have all that energy? What, what have you done? And so, so it was overwhelming how many people asked me that I had to start a blog. I'm like, I have to share this because I can't keep writing emails and telling everyone. And that started my blog. And then I started coaching other very ambitious women and doctors also, or some of my clients, but like a lot of, um, just a lot of really ambitious women that are busy and, now I've coached like over 300 people and they've lost up to 40 pounds. Actually, someone that I worked with lost 70 pounds, but like more typical is like 40 pounds. Wow. So now, so that's, that is the birth of Masala body. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yep. You know what's really, so it took on a natural course, right? You know, yes. it just, it, it fit right into what was happening in your life. Exactly. Yeah, I did. I was, I was like, well, I can help. I just wanted to help other people like me. Cause I knew how to do it. I knew what they needed, yeah. but I knew exactly what they needed. So what's your, what's um, your background? What's your ethnicity? I'm Indian. Okay. So this is already, already part of your culture, right? Yes. So it was like, 
but I didn't realize how I didn't, I didn't even know there was so many health benefits to them. I just ate it because my mom made all these dishes that tasted amazing. And then when I, it kind of connects because I would always try to go on diets and I would try to eat bland food and it didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And so then I started adding like eating healthy food, but I started connecting it to my roots and like adding more of the spices and flavors. And then I realized the scientific benefits of them and the weight loss benefits. So it kind of all connected and, um, and it made everything easier too, cause it ta- made my food taste like so good. So I didn't yeah. feel like it was painful. Yeah. So, so here's, so I love Indian food huge fan. <laughs> uh-huh. There's this, uh, there's this Indian place not too far away from where I'm at and it's just so good. So here's what I'm curious about. How did, there's a lot of carbs in Indian food. Yes. So yeah, did you yeah. change that? How did you change that up a little bit? Yes, because I when I go that. there, I feel like I'm going to be in a coma for like a week. <laughs> Exactly. I try never to go out to India and I cook it at home when I have it. So I absolutely had to make some some switches and changes to Indian food. Uh, I kept like the basics, the ingredients there. Like there's some powerful ingredients in Indian food, like for example, lentils, which have been shown like people that live the longest, like above 100. There's a commonality between those people. And that's the fact that they have lentils or beans in their diet. Mm-hmm. So I use I would keep the lentils or beans. But usually when they're cooked with traditional Indian food, like at a restaurant, there's lots of cream, butter, oil, lots of other stuff. So I basically kept that out and I just kept the beans, added veggies to it, added tomatoes. And then, um, and then I added the flavors and spices. So it's like something very similar, but I just took out all of the, the more fattening or high carb things. And I focused on the healthy, um, just like natural ingredients that were, that were just really good for my body. So, yeah. So one thing though, with Indian food is that like, it's very typical to eat it with rice or like a amazing buttery bread. And so I did, I did take that down and I started looking at my food differently. Like instead of looking at it, like, um, the bread and the rice was the main, I looked at it as it was a side. And then Mm -hmm. I would look at my protein and my veggies as my main. And, and over time I needed less and less of those sides because I was, I was like, filling myself up with all of the amazing proteins, like mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it might be in all the veggies with all the flavors, like yeah. turmeric and cumin and coriander. And it was like a flavor explosion in my mouth and I couldn't <laughs> believe it was healthy because it tasted so good. Yeah. What do you think of all the, what do you think of like Indian restaurants? Do you think they're Americanized with like, with all the carbs or is that just, I know when I, I have some Indian friends and when I go out to them, they know the, they know the authentic Indian places versus, you know, like the ones that aren't. Well, there's always some, there's always some like Americanized, um, the, um, dishes on the menu. Like for example, one of the most popular dishes, which is actually really good is called chicken tikka masala. And that's not really a common dish, but in America it is. So it's like, and it's like one of the most popular things that's ordered, but overall, a lot of it is authentic in a restaurant. I think, um, I mean, some restaurants obviously are better than others, but you can get real Indian food. And the thing about real Indian food is that you exactly, like you mentioned, you don't think that it's healthy, but that's why it's authentic. So if you actually come to my house, you would be seeing the, um, the newer, the modern version of Indian food or the modern version of, of ethnic food. Cause I also, I don't only eat Indian. I take Mexican flavors and I take like Ethiopian spices right. and, um, Mediterranean, a Mediterranean flavor. So all that there's flavor 
flavors from so many different places, but, um, it's like combining it with, with foods that are, like I said, high protein and not processed. But you know, what's interesting, correct me if I'm wrong, people in India who have been eating, uh, Indian food for centuries, they have a very low prevalence of disease. They live to a very long age. I'm sure that there's a reason behind that. Probably Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's so funny because I mean, yeah, like rice is a major staple. So is bread, but yet there's not as many overweight people in India as there are here. And we hear that for a lot of um, countries. A lot of the reason for that is because of portion, portion size. Um, so it's like, you're not eating huge amounts. You kind of stop when you're done, Mm -hmm. but, um, but there's other, other, there's other elements too. So some of the, some of the ingredients, like there's a lot of vegetables Mm -hmm. in, um, in Indian food. We don't always in a typical Western diet, it's like you have to force people to eat vegetables. And seriously, if you're eating broccoli with nothing on it or just plain asparagus, I can do that now. But before when I was starting Mm -hmm. to eat healthy, that was almost like, like I would, that's the thing that would be left over on my plate and, and, and is left over on most people's yeah. plates. But when you combine say cauliflower with like turmeric, so turmeric has tons of anti-inflammatory benefits and it also improves your memory. It's really good for weight loss. That's a major, that is a very common spice in the Indian diet. So that is something people are eating all the time, but it's also depends on the food. So all the veggies and, and the carbs that they're eating, they're, they're lower, they're like whole wheat carbs a lot of times, except for the rice piece. So yeah, I wow. mean, there's a balance of things that are happening. Yeah. So you mentioned, this is so true. When, whenever I try, whenever I start eat, trying to eat healthier or like I'm, you know, there's a change I want to make in my diet or my lifestyle. A lot of the times I don't use spices and so like i'll eat a lot of vegetables pretty bland and it just makes it so much harder because when i go home my mom cooks pretty healthy she makes really healthy middle eastern food and it's so easy to eat healthy because she uses the spices and you know makes things taste good whereas i just you know throw things in a saucepan add some olive oil and salt and that's my meal uh but there is an art to it right well, yeah. I mean, the thing is spices, they don't have to be that hard to use. Um, the, the thing, the reason that people don't use spices is because a lot of times they don't know how to use them or they feel like they have to use exact amounts or combine them in certain ways. And it's really not true. Like spices are super easy. You can literally just sprinkle a pinch of this and a pinch of that and you'll get to know the flavors. Um, but what I like to have people, like I really recommend what people start with is using a, a spice that's milder because you don't have to like spices don't have to be spicy. If you like spicy, you can go and start with the cayenne pepper, Mm -hmm. but that's just one. That's just one spice. What are like three spices you would recommend right off? You know, just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I recommend the top three that I recommend to get started with. Number one is this is this, this is my favorite because it's sweet. It's, which is like the opposite of what you would think that, um, that most spices are it's cinnamon. And so cinnamon actually lowers your blood sugar. And so all you have to do is sprinkle it in your coffee or tea in the morning. And you're already getting those benefits of lowering your blood sugar. What that does is it helps you store less fat. And then it also curbs some of your sugar cravings because you're getting it in the form, you're getting that sweet taste in the form of cinnamon and it doesn't Mm -hmm. spike your insulin like sugar would. 
So it's super easy just to sprinkle some cinnamon in your coffee tea or your morning smoothie if you have a smoothie. Um, and then you're getting that. So like for me, it's a non-negotiable. I even carry cinnamon with me. Like I have a little pack that I can fill it with cinnamon and it's called a spice bullet. So I take nice. that, it's in my purse all the time so that if I ever happen to be at a coffee shop that they don't have cinnamon, I just use my own or if whenever I travel, especially traveling abroad, they don't always have cinnamon when you have coffee. So I always have that because I'm always trying to keep my blood sugar even. So that's the number one. Number two, I love this spice. It is like, this is like the, the kind of like, um, the popular spice of the times right now. And there's a, there's a good reason for it. This spice is turmeric and turmeric is a golden yellow color. I call it the wonder spice because it is seriously packed with anti-inflammatory benefits. It has this ingredient called curcumin, and that's what makes it so um, powerful and so anti-inflammatory. So a lot of times people think anti-inflammation is for things like arthritis or, um, or other kind of medical conditions. And yes, it, that can be, but also the common person feels inflammation on a regular basis. And the reason is because of the foods we eat or maybe the environment we're in. And it, the way that it manifests is our faces could be a little puffier than it, than it really need than it needs to be. And our bellies may be bloated and we may have fat that just like won't come off. And mm -hmm. so usually if you're experiencing those things or you're looking at yourself and that's how you're, you're feeling, it's not only about weight though, that is part of it. Um, it's about inflammation and you can like decrease that by, um, eating healthy foods, eating anti-inflammatory foods, and then using turmeric, um, to do that. So turmeric, like I said, it, it's anti-inflammatory, but it also, um, improves your memory. And, um, it also helps block new fat cells from forming, which multiple studies have, have been showing. So turmeric, people get intimidated by it because it is a very bright, it's a beautiful I, I a, yellow color. I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but I just have a specific question about this. Yeah. Okay. Powdered turmeric versus the actual turmeric root. Which oh, yes. I, so I'm an, I'm a busy person. So I go with the, the, the powder and I, it's absolutely fine. Um, as long as you, you, if you want a great, like the, the, the root, it's like ginger. If, if, um, right. you're familiar with ginger, if those listening are familiar with ginger, it's like, you have to peel the outside and then you have to chop or you have to, um, or you have to grate the, the turmeric. And so that works. But I mean, I always have used powdered turmeric and it works really, it works well. And, and making things simple is, is a key to being healthier. Also, it's mm -hmm. like, yes, you could be really, you could do it exactly the right way in the most natural way ever and, um, do it from scratch, but then are you going to really do it? So that's why I like the powder. Um, and, and it's, and it's completely fine. And so, but yeah. And do you also use black pepper with it as well? Because that, you know, potentiates its anti-inflammatory effects. Yes. Oh my God. That's amazing that you know that I was going <laughs> to just say that. Yes. Yeah. It's like a must to absolutely to combine it with black pepper because black pepper increases the absorption of turmeric by, it's been shown 2000 to 5000% in the body. Wow. And like, so that's huge. That's huge. So it's like, if you're having turmeric, it's fine, but you're not absorbing it. Your body has to have something that activates it and absorbs it. And so when you combine it with black pepper, that's, that's the way. So 
I usually use turmeric. Um, the way that I recommend for people to get started with it is to use it in, um, in your eggs in the morning because eggs are yellow also. And then you sprinkle a half teaspoon of, um, of turmeric and you really can't even tell that it's there because it has a very mild flavor, a slightly earthy flavor, but in your eggs, you can't even tell. So right in the morning, you're getting those anti-inflammatory benefits and just, it feels really good that you're doing that for yourself. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the second one. Um, the third one that I recommend is a spicy spice and that's cayenne pepper. And so cayenne pepper is, if you need, if you like the heat, um, it is using, uh, cayenne and the compound in cayenne is called capsation. Mm, okay. And so, cap, yep. Yeah, so capsation, it, it gives it all the benefits and the benefits of capsation are that it increases your metabolism and it also curbs appetite. So especially if you're someone that doesn't usually eat spicy food and you sprinkle some cayenne pepper on, um, you're going to feel like you're going to automatically not feel as hungry because you're, it's like, you just feel more satisfied. It's a, it's a, it's, um, you're, you're going to feel that effect right away. And then also your metabolism is going to boost. If you're eating it regularly, you just need to eat a little bit more. So, um, cayenne pepper is a really great, great spice as well. And when you combine all of those in your diet, you are, um, you're just, you're getting so many benefits in cayenne pepper. You can sprinkle it on your vegetables, on your meat or on your fish. Um, there is this detox water that if you want to do this to yourself in the morning, you could make lemon water and sprinkle a little bit of cayenne in it. It's like a very well-known detox water. Um, Yep. So you, it's like you start your body by, you start your day by detoxing with lemon water, but then you're, you're spiking your metabolism or just making it go a little bit faster right in the morning, right when you wake up. So, so like a beautiful, perfect morning, a spice filled morning would be you wake up, you have your detox lemon cayenne water. Then you have your coffee with cinnamon in it and you're lowering your blood sugar right there. You're spi- you got your metabolism going with the lemon cayenne water. And then you make some eggs, put a ton of veggies in it, like mushrooms and onions and bell peppers. Those all have benefits. Um, and they all have digestive benefits as well. And then you sprinkle some turmeric with black pepper and maybe a little bit of cayenne pepper as well, if you like it spicy. And, um, and then, and you eat your breakfast. And so you just had a, an amazingly indulgent morning where you were loving what you were eating and drinking the entire time, but you're giving yourself all of these health and weight loss benefits the entire time, but you're not depriving yourself. And so, yeah, so it's like, it comes together and you, and you can actually keep doing that and look forward to it versus a lot of times when people are getting healthy, sticking with it is the hardest part because it's, it's very boring and it feels like we're depriving ourselves. But if you flip it and start adding spices and great food, you actually are giving yourself a lot and you can stay with it. So, yeah. So uh, I'm going to go back to to what you were just saying. Can you, can you combine all of these together? Like the turmeric and the capsaicin and mix it all. Like what are the, what are the best combinations is what I'm kind of trying to get at. Oh Yes. Okay. So you could definitely, um, combine all of them. Some, I mean, I do that sometimes. So like what I like to do, what I recommend is for, for like someone that's beginning, keep your cinnamon with sweet things. So like keep it with, or keep it when you, when you would use sugar. So like when you would use sugar, use cinnamon instead, or use a little bit less sugar and use a little bit more cinnamon, um, for turmeric and cayenne, 
you could combine those when you are uh, making uh, like any vegetables, when you're making, um, I like to use those with cumin um, when I'm making chicken or when I'm making um, fish and like combine those. Mm -hmm. When I'm making something like, like a stew or chili, that's where I can actually combine all of those. So I would combine turmeric, I would put um, cayenne pepper, and then also a little bit of cinnamon because it adds flavor. And so I actually like to use, if I'm doing something in the slow cooker, like chili, I would use a cinnamon stick. And cinnamon stick, it's like the 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 flavors are released much more slowly. And so it just kind of like it's it tastes really nice, really powerful when it's slow cooking like that. So so and I'll give you a secret hint. Like if you want to just use one spice that has everything, there's there's a couple that I can recommend. One is called garam masala and it's a blend of all of these spices. So it includes every every garam masala has a different like different proportions, but it basically includes not exactly these spices all the time, but it includes a blend of really good spices that you can just sprinkle it on. Like you were saying the vegetables that you were eating or, um, those, <laughs> those other, foods yeah. that you're, like you just can't get yourself to keep doing it. If you were to buy garam masala, it's like a potion of, of health benefits. Okay. So it's on my list now. Yeah. And it's at any grocery store too. Now it's very popular. Okay. And the second one, Oh, and the second one, yes. So the second one is allspice. So allspice, you could okay. use, yeah, you could use allspice, which just is also a blend allspice, or you could it, sometimes you it'll be called five spice, which is like a Chinese a Chinese kind of blend. So okay. you could even get both of those: get the allspice or five spice, and then get the garam masala, I, and then you have things for everything. I use this one called seven spice. Have you tried that one before? That it's, one I haven't. Nope. It's there. It's I think it's called seven spice. I could run to my cabinet right now and check, but I'm pretty sure it's seven <laughs> spices. Uh, it's commonly used in uh, Mediterranean dishes, I guess. My mom packed it for me. I don't know. You know how Arab moms are. That's awesome. Guys, listen, I'm not a mama's boy. I'm very independent, but my mom does hook it up sometimes. Uh, That's a good mom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. My mom's listening to this episode right now. She's getting a kick out of this. I know. Uh, So here's what I was wondering. So when you first started doing these changes in your diet, where did – were you kind of integrating some different spices as well as different foods that you were trying out? Yeah. So I was like at a place where I really needed to change myself because I had, I had two kids that I recently had. I had an extra 20 pounds on my body than before, and I wasn't even happy before. So I really had a long way to go. And so what I did is I started reading all this nutritional information and I started saying like, what can I do differently that I haven't tried before since I felt like I'd tried everything. And, um, and so I started adding, being very consistent. And with every meal, I had a framework of what I ate. And so I would have a protein, a vegetable, and then a healthy carb, which was usually in the form of lentils or beans on my plate. Kind of like calling, you could even call it the slow carb diet. It was a slow carb. I would eat beans and lentils mainly with sometimes like Ezekiel bread or sweet potatoes as my carb. And then I would add spices to everything. And, um, and it just, it's, that's what really helped me. Did it make that, I want to interrupt just for a sec, but did it make that process easier for you because the foods were more flavorful? Yes. Oh yes. When I started adding spices, that's when I realized I'm like, the reason I started adding spices is because I thought I want to make this process fun. Right. I don't want to make it painful. Right. How can I make Which it fun? Which a lot fun? of it and, is. 
Yes. It's, it feels so painful. Like we have to, we're supposed to eat less and then we're supposed to um, eat bland food. And then we're supposed to exercise for 45 minutes a day or do cardio for 40. Those are the traditional things that yeah. I don't, I don't actually agree with any of those things. What I found out is that I could eat more. I was eating so much more. I was filling myself up because I was eating tons of veggies. I was eating protein, like good amounts of protein. And, and I was eating a good amount of healthy carbs, but because I was cutting out the sugar and like the fast burning carbs, like uh, white bread, for example, I was able to eat more because it was all good. So I was, I was never hungry. Right. And then the, the spices, I remember my husband did it with me because we both decided to get healthy together. And he and I, I sat down during the first month that we were doing this. And as we were eating, I was like, this does not taste healthy at all. It's too good to be healthy. It's too good to be true. It has to be miserable. You have to be miserable to be healthy. (laughs) Yes. That's what we think. We have to be miserable and deprive ourselves. And when you start eating spices, it does make weight loss and getting healthy so much easier. It makes eating natural, good foods so much easier. And then plus there's so many health benefits itself from, from the spices. You know, that's a great, that's a really great point because I just had this conversation earlier this week with a patient who was struggling to find time to to work out she was you know she just had a new baby she was uh really upset that she she wasn't taking care of herself she had no time to and so uh, so I was trying to figure out you know like she wants to spend time with her daughter but she doesn't have time to exercise so I was like you know hold on, wait a minute. Wait, what if you can do things with your daughter and also get your exercise? And what, what if you can go for a walk with your daughter? What if you can, you know, incorporate uh, exercise into the activities you're already doing? It doesn't have to be a separate activity. It could be already just integrated into what you're already doing. Find ways to combine things. And like you're saying with diet, you know, like figuring out that way to make it fun and interesting while also being healthy. And then you get you get the enjoyment of making the food, you get the enjoyment of, you know, creating a meal for your family, spending time with them, and then you get the benefits, uh, the weight loss benefits and the health benefits of experimenting with healthier foods and spices and making the food taste better. Yes, that's so true. I, I Exactly. And the thing is with food, like I also knew that I wanted to start with food versus exercise because I'd read so many studies that showed that weight loss and getting healthier, that was what my goal was at the time, was 80% based on food and what you're eating. And you have to eat anyway. We have to eat three times at least a day. So if you can really get focused and make a big impact on what you're putting in your body, there is so many, there, there's so many great results. Like weight loss is just one. You, you're adding like, you're, you're creating so many more years for yourself just by eating healthy. Um, but you definitely want to make it enjoyable. And that's the whole piece that it's just like when a doctor prescribes medicine, the, the biggest issue with people- Doctors. Yes, they those different doctors. Yes. <laughs> it's like when you prescribe something, one of the biggest problems is is patient compliance. Is the patient actually taking the medicine? And so that is the that that's the issue where um when you are getting healthier, whether it's for weight loss or whether it's for other reasons, if you can make it easier to actually stick to it and to do it um and to eat it, if you can make it easier, meaning more pleasurable and um and just flavorful in terms of when you're talking about food, you're going to look forward to it and you're just going to do it more. So, um, 
I think it's a great transition into healthy food is having, making sure you're adding those spices. It's like the easiest, it's like a free way to get flavor. Like there's no calories. It's, yeah. and you're just getting at better, better benefits, but it's a, it's a great way to introduce yourselves to mm -hmm. introduce yourself to more vegetables, more protein, right. less carb, less unhealthy carbs. And I actually have people that I've worked with that they said that they crave vegetables now because once you start getting vegetables in your diet, you do crave it. Like yeah. it makes you feel so good. Like having greens, it gives you so much energy. There's so much nutrition in it right. that your body is craving it. But to get that process started, you have to make right. sure that you- And there's this- yeah, there's this whole, you know, there's a bunch of research going on and it shows that once you start changing, you know, the groups of foods that you're having, for instance, increasing the amount of vegetables that you take in, you actually start getting changes in your gut microbacteria. So essentially, you're preparing your body to digest these foods. And over time, once you start doing that, increasing the amount of vegetables that you're taking in, your body is adjusting. It's creating the bacteria that can now break down that food and, you know, process that food better. And then it's becoming a process where now it's more natural to you and it feels better and you crave it. And same thing happens when you put, when you eat more meat, you crave more meat and your gut microbacteria changes as well, uh, which is really interesting. There's all, you know, it seems like we're always going back to the roots and back to like the most simple, basic things that it takes to feel good or be healthy. And it's now, you know, we took a, we met Western medicine, took a, a very heavy pharmaceutical approach to healing the body. And now almost it's almost we're realizing people are looking for more natural ways and we're going back to the Eastern philosophies of, you know, the what originally what naturally made our bodies feel good, which is like you said, you know, like turmeric has been has just an incredible amount of benefits, right? The research coming out on turmeric is really cool, has an incredible amount of anti-inflammatory benefits. And you probably know, you know much more about this than I do. Now, that's what kind of what I want to get into a little bit is, you know, what, what are the most interesting inflammatory benefits that you've seen or that you know about with some of the spices you're using? I totally agree with, um, I mean, everything you're saying about the, the um, gut microbacteria, like it absolutely, it changes when you are eating more vegetables, when you're eating like healthier foods, when you're, and you're using the spices, it totally actually changes your body. So what happens is you start, you start actually wanting different foods. You don't crave sugar as much mm -hmm. and it's, you don't believe it until it actually happens, but it's happened to me and it's happened to so many people I work with. It sounds like you really know a lot about it, but you you actually don't want those foods anymore. You know that if you eat like a huge donut, it's going to affect you in a really negative way right. after you have a different um, it's microbiome. Like eating, right. It's like eating that one cookie, right? You eat the one cookie and it leads to 10 cookies because you get that insulin spike. You want more sugar then and you go down the bad road. Yes. And then absolutely. 20 years later, you're, you have diabetes and yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Well, some of the other benefits, so like inflammation, um, I mean, a lot of the other thing, like the other, there's, there's several spices that, that help with, um, with anti-inflammation, but what they do is it helps to really, uh, like I was talking about when you have, um, kind of uh, extra weight that doesn't go away no matter what. It helps you, it helps it become easier where you're actually seeing that weight moving, that weight, like you, you're doing something, like you're working hard, you're, you're doing 
eating healthy, being healthy, and you're actually losing weight because a lot of times many people try, but they feel like nothing's happening. So Mm -hmm. that could be because you're inflamed. Um, It increases digestion. So like a lot of the spices and anti-inflammatory foods, once you're not as inflamed, your digestion improves. So food can move through your body more easily. You're not feeling uncomfortable as you're eating. Um, And then there's also things like skin problems when you eat more, when you eat an anti-inflammatory diet, you have um, a reduction in skin problems like um, blotchy skin or psoriasis, things like that. And a lot of times also um, achy joints, like we may feel, we may feel more pain in our body or feel more aches and aches and pains, Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes have a longer recovery time after you work out. Um, That may mean that you're inflamed or that you're not recovering well. And so um, when you're eating anti-inflammatory foods, it's just helping all your muscles and all the swelling come down Mm -hmm. a lot faster. So in terms um, of, in terms of anti-inflammatory foods, what do you think are your, what are your favorite ones right now? I I saw you had a blog post on this, which was really cool. Yes, I definitely do. Yes. I have a, I have a blog post that's 21 anti-inflammatory foods. Um, and it's like, anti-inflammatory foods to free you of achiness, extra weight, and eliminate disease, which are are all the benefits of Mm -hmm. eating an anti-inflammatory diet. But overall, so to start off, I'll I'll name a couple. Um, So leafy greens. I mean, when the more greens you have in your diet, you can even feel this. Like a lot of times I like to have a protein or a green smoothie, a green protein smoothie in the morning. And, um, I'll add like a huge handful of spinach. Um, and then I'll put, um, I'll sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon in it. I'll use unsweetened almond milk or sometimes water. And then, um, and then I'll use a protein powder. Like I like to use a vegan protein powder, or, um, you could use a Greek yogurt or another protein source and blend that all around. Um, I also like to use another secret anti-inflammatory ingredient, which are flax seeds. And so flax seeds are very anti-inflammatory and they, they are packed with fiber. And so fiber keeps you full for longer with less calories and it's an anti-inflammatory food. So that's another, so leafy greens, um, flax seeds or chia seeds, putting them all in a smoothie is a Mm -hmm. great way to start your day as well. Um, my other um, really favorite anti-inflammatory food, this is if you eat fish, is salmon. Because salmon, it's packed with omega-3s. Um, it's a healthy fat. It keeps you full. And I just love it because it's so easy to make. I just put salt and pepper on it and I put it in the oven on a pan um, that's been preheated at 425 degrees and I just cook it for 25 minutes. And so a lot of times I'll make that salmon, um, I'll make like a bit, an amount that will last me two or three days and I'll just roast it all at once, which only took me that 25 minutes. It was hands-free cooking. So, and then I have enough salmon for two or three days. So it's like super easy mm-hmm. to eat a healthy anti-inflammatory diet. And of course I'll pair that with some veggies, um, like really nice veggies, maybe with some turmeric on them. And then maybe some, um, a piece of Ezekiel bread, or I usually make a kidney bean kind of chili that I have as well with it. And it's like such an amazing lunch. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into the podcast. We're going to just take a second to talk about this great promotion from our sponsor, Metalita. They know what it's like to have an active schedule and not very much free time. That is why they are offering a free at-home try-on. So if you're not 100% sure of your size or your style, you can easily order multiple things from their website at metalita.com. You can try them on at the comfort of your own home. 
you can keep what you like, return what you don't like, or if you want something embroidered, you can have it sent back to get it embroidered. This is all done with shipping covered by Metalita, and this is 100% risk-free. You can also get an additional 20% off by using the discount code BEYONDMEDICINE20. Now, back to the episode. So for people that are noticing that they're bloated or that they're having some inflammatory issues, uh, what are some practical ways to get started for them right now? Oh, yes. That's such a good question. Okay. So if you're having anti-inflammatory issues, the first thing is just to be aware of it. So to know what does it mean to to be inflamed? And so those are some of the things we've talked about are um, things like if you're, di- if you're feeling uncomfortable in your digestion, that's one, that could be one possible way, that, reason that like symptom of you being inflamed. Another is having stubborn fat that won't go away. Um, another is just like feeling just like lethargic and tired, no matter matter what you do. It could be that you're, when you're inflamed, your body is working so hard to reduce that inflammation that it's like, it takes up so much energy and that's why it's not working efficiently. You're tired. You're not able to lose weight. Um, you, you're not feeling good. So first of it, first of all, is to be aware. Sometimes people actually think it's normal to feel like that. They feel like it's normal to be tired all the time or to feel bloated or to just have like a puffy face um, or to be achy. And it, it doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is to recognize, okay, I do not have to feel like this. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is to start adding some of the anti-inflammatory foods into your diet. So I talked about some of them. I do have that blog post, 21 anti-inflammatory foods, where I go into depth about 21 foods. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the foods we talked about, leafy greens, um, ha- making sure to have that, whether it's in a salad or whether it's as a side or whether it's in a smoothie. Those are a few different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recommend adding flaxseed to your diet or chia seeds, which are have a lot of fiber and they're also anti-inflammatory. And then adding um, a few of the spices that we talked about. So starting with turmeric in your eggs, put that in your eggs. Um, add some cinnamon to your coffee and, um, and then see, start there and see how that works. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, the, if you're still feeling inflamed, you, you just want to eat more of the foods really. That's what, what about, you want to do. What about also in terms of, you know, just removing the foods that are inflammatory, what are some of the most common foods that cause inflammation in the body and, you know, to start avoiding? Yes, that's a great question. So I always like to, I always like to talk about it from an adding perspective as well, because when we add psychologically, it feels more doable and it feels more positive. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you're adding, you're going to naturally be subtracting certain things. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to focus on those things to subtract, um, one of the major causes of inflammation is eating foods that are inflammatory. And so foods with a lot of refined sugar in them, um, or grains. So refined sugars, things like processed foods, um, even granola bars, anything that's packaged up that has refined sugar. And then also grains, which are things like breakfast cereals or pastries. Those are also inflammatory. Um, and then also partially hydrogenated oils. So things that are deep fried or fast food, those really trigger inflammation. So, um, so those are some of the things we want to focus on taking down. And the way that I like to do it realistically is that 
like personally, I have a fried, uh, like a fried tooth. Like I love fried foods. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if, if someone puts some fried foods in front of me, it's extremely hard for me to say no. And I actually don't want to take it out of my life because I love it so much. I grew up with lots of fried foods. I just love the taste of it. So what I, what worked for me is to have one day a week, which I call a cheat day. And Mm -hmm. some people say this is good. Some people say it's not. I thought it was good for me from a psychology. Hey, if it gets you eating healthy, it's probably good. You know, once exactly. one, one time a week is better than five times a week. Exactly. That was one of the keys also that helped me lose 40 pounds because I didn't feel like I had to go without these foods forever or even for eight or 12 weeks. I would just eat all those other things, add all those amazing foods to my diet. And then on Saturday or one day a week, I would eat whatever I wanted. And when I say whatever, I mean, whatever I would eat donuts, cupcakes. I would definitely get my fried food in. And then I would get back on track on Sunday, sometimes Sunday afternoon. And naturally over time, I would need less and less of that cheat day. Cause like, even like you were saying, your body, it doesn't, it doesn't need it as much. It doesn't even want right. it as much, Right, exactly. but I would still give myself the space to have it if I wanted to. So I wanted to take it down, but not necessarily take it out. And now over time, I've really, really taken it down and it hasn't been because I forced myself to, I just naturally wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're too hard. I mean, Look, you got to be able to have a little enjoyment in life. That's why this is this is one of the things that frustrates me so much in in the health space is that some people are so strict and like it's one way and you know if you're a vegan you should only you know they, it turns into a religion and then if you're a carnivore they turn it into a religion. Look, like you know like there has to be some balance here. There has to be some give and take. And I don't believe in you know knowing all of the answers to one thing or one thing being the only way to do something. I talked with a nutrition with a with a registered dietitian before, and we. I liked the way that she went about things because she was so balanced. Like, not everything, not every food is bad for you, if you're only doing it in small amounts. Where you can still have that majority of your diet being, you know, the the veggies and the food, the natural foods that we know are naturally good for us. And then we also talk about like the psychological benefits behind things and. Like you're saying, you know, having that component where you have that one day where you feel like you can eat what you want, there's a psychological benefit to that. And that in the long run, that's going to benefit you because now maybe you have a way to continue down that path and achieve your goals, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. It's like you don't have to necessarily go all or nothing. And I don't think that works for everyone. For some people, it does. For some people who may have an addictive personality, it may work to have to cut everything out or you can't do it. But for me, what worked for me and for a lot of people, especially busy people, because sometimes we're in situations where we don't have total control, like whether it's that you are working 60 plus hours a week and you're traveling or you're at the hospital all day and you didn't bring your lunch. So there's only the cafeteria food available. Um, or you're going out at your job and you don't have a lot of time. Sometimes you just don't have total control. And so we can try to do what we can, but it's like life happens. And if you can just make the best choices, you're still going to be better off than if you, if you just like didn't even have any idea about how to be healthy. So yeah, it's definitely moderation. And I, like I said, making it fun is really key. So whether like you could make it like your cheat day, a lot of times I would look forward to that. I would plan something really nice or I would just go with the flow and just know that, okay, today's my day. And then, but I feel so good during the week. I actually want to get back into it during the week. So 
Yeah. I think, yeah, making it fun is definitely important. You're doing some stuff right now in the fall, right? I mean, with making, uh, using some of your spices to make your, are you doing any drinks or anything like that? I love to use a pumpkin spice smoothie um, or I love to like have a um, like pumpkin spice. So pumpkin spice, it's like a blend of spices. I just buy it. It's called pumpkin pie, um, uh, pumpkin pie spice. And so it actually includes a lot of the anti-inflammatory spices we've been talking about. So it's mostly, sometimes pumpkin pie spices are a little bit different, but usually they are made up of cinnamon, which we already talked about. They're made up of ginger, which increases your digestion. It's made up of nutmeg, which has a lot of digestive aid properties and it's high in fiber. Um, It's made up of cloves, which also are really good. It helps your body to break down food a little bit easier. So those are kind of the, the typical um, foods for, um, for pumpkin pie, for, uh, for pumpkin spice. But what I like to do is I like to have, um, almond milk. So I'll do something like almond milk in the morning. I'll put a protein, um, I'll put a a scoop of protein powder or some Greek yogurt for my protein source. And then, um, I'll add a little bit, just a sprinkle of pumpkin spice in there and maybe some extra cinnamon, even though it has cinnamon, I add some extra cinnamon to it. Um, and then if I'm filling up to it, I might even, add some frozen carrots or like um, a handful of carrots and put it in the blender. And then it's a carrot pumpkin pie smoothie. And it's like carrot cake. It tastes like carrot cake. It's like carrot cake and, um, and pumpkin pie. And then if you want to sweeten it up, you can add a banana into there as well. That adds some sugar, but sometimes you just need that sweetness. So yeah. I, I love like, so that's my pumpkin pie smoothie. And sometimes it's a pumpkin pie carrot cake smoothie. Do you have but a recipe anywhere for this? For, I do. Yes, I do have it on my blog. Yes, I have the um, the uh, pumpkin carrot cake smoothie. And that's yes. at masalabody.com, right? Masalabody.com. Yep. That'll all be in the sh- it'll be in the show notes too if anybody's wondering. Yep. I can share that link with you too. Yeah. So, um, but I love to also add pumpkin spice in, like I'll make a homemade latte, what I call a homemade latte. So it's like, instead of going to Starbucks or going to a coffee shop and ordering the popular pumpkin spice latte, which is like 350 calories and you're not even full after it, it has no, absolutely no nutrition in it. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of doing that, what you can do is, um, is basically just brew your own coffee at home, add a fourth teaspoon of pumpkin pie spice, and then a little unsweetened almond milk. And it's like a low sugar version of, um, of pumpkin pie spice. It's obviously not as sweet of, of the pumpkin pie, of the pumpkin latte. It's obviously not as sweet, but you get that pumpkin flavor and the pumpkin taste um, during the fall time. You feel festive. Exactly. Exactly. I even have these little autumn glasses. They have like fall leaves on them. And then I put that in there, add the pumpkin pie spice in it. It tastes amazing. That's awesome. (laughs) So I put a post up on my Instagram. So I wanted to see what some of my followers had uh, wanted to ask you. Oh, cool. So maybe we can answer some questions from our followers. Are you up for that? Yes, let's do it. All right. So we've we've got a few Okay, so here's a here's one that you'd probably be interested in. So what are some foods or meals that help to increase metabolism? And we already talked about one of them. Any others? Yep. 
Okay. Yep. So we talked about cayenne pepper, which increases your metabolism um, and also curbs appetite. So another spice that's amazing, which this is so common that it's surprising, um, is black pepper, just regular black pepper. If you sprinkle black pepper onto your food, there's been studies that show that increases your metabolism as much as a 20 minute walk, or it actually burns as many calories as a 20 minute walk. If you put a fresh ground black pepper, um, around, I can't, I, I don't know the exact amount, but if you were to even put around a teaspoon into whatever you're eating, you're going to, you're going to feel the effect of that. So, um, black pepper is one that's really good. Um, cayenne pepper. And then the other one that's really amazing is cumin. So cumin has just been through multiple studies. Um, and it's shown that if you add some cumin into your diet, it actually, this is, I don't even believe it, but the studies, the studies say it, it's worked with me, like with my blends of spices. But what happens is, um, when you add cumin to your diet, it's been shown that over the course of three months, people who added a teaspoon a day lost 30% more fat from their belly than people who didn't. And they tried to keep their diets generally similar. So it's like, I I like to say that it like fires away at your, it's like belly fat. So that's, that's a really good one to, to add to. So cumin, cayenne, um, uh, and, uh, black pepper are the three like metabolism boosting spices. Awesome. All right. And there's one more, uh, how do you incorporate anti-inflammatory foods daily for gut health? And we already talked about this, but one more time. Yeah. Well, definitely anti-inflammatory foods are what you want to eat for for gut health um, because anti-inflammatory foods are increasing your digestion. Um, They're just, they're making everything work more efficiently um, and they're they're decreasing inflammation so your body can work more, um, uh, just work faster, work the way it's supposed to. Um, But some of the things we said, I mean, I think the best way to get started uh, is to have one of those morning smoothies. I mean, I think having the pumpkin pie lots of the pumpkin pie smoothie that we talked about, which is like unsweetened almond milk, pumpkin pie spice, um, having some protein in there, um, which is really, really helpful. Adding some flax seed or chia seed. Actually, I didn't mention that before. Um, putting that into your morning and then adding some carrots or greens is you're just packing in anti-inflammation right there. And you can just add a little more cinnamon as well. And even turmeric if you want. Perfect. And that's such a practical step. Awesome. (laughs) All right. One more, we'll do one more. And that's about dairy, which is a good question. Dairy and its effects on, you know, your body and inflammation, good or bad. Yep. I mean, there's no black and white answer, but what is yeah. your take? I think it's um, taking dairy down and, and possibly as much as you can taking it out is definitely going to help with inflammation. Dairy is inflammatory. Yep. Um, I have been talking about Greek yogurt. I talk about that as an alternative in case you are not comfortable with protein powder, but Greek yogurt and also cottage cheese, they're pasteurized in different ways. So they're not, they don't have as much sugar in them. So they're actually not as inflammatory, which is why they are an exception. But overall things like milk, you can have almond milk instead. And for calcium, you can eat spinach instead of, um, instead of milk. Mm-hmm. Um, cheese is definitely inflammatory. Actually, I was a cheese addict. That's what yeah. I felt like. So I grew was up I. in California. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I ate so much Mexican food. I had so much cheese all the time. I was, I literally could not live without cheese. That's what I thought. And now when I go and eat cheese, I can feel the bloating instantly, right? You know, right away. And so, yeah, we're um, not made to eat cheese. I mean, we're meant to be weaned off of dairy at a young age and 
Yeah. Uh, you know, like <laughs> the food industry kind of perpetuates this dairy, this consumption of dairy, which you ever, do you remember like the rock? Do you remember the rock on those got milk posters? Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember all of those got milk posters. They were so Yeah. Everywhere during lunch. And now it's like, wait a minute, this is not good. <laughs> I agree. And but, I really believed all that. I And I drank so much milk. I loved milk. Mm-hmm. And I would drink a glass of milk. Even at the age of 18, I would drink a glass of milk. And my mom would say, you're doing, you're so healthy. You're, you know, you're, that's so you're amazing. Right. Same thing. And yep. it was such a good thing. But yeah. now I, I definitely do have almond milk um, that's unsweetened for that for that creamier flavor, but I don't, I get everything I need from other places, but it's definitely, once I took that out of my diet and from all the studies that I've read, um, yes, it is inflammatory. So it's recommended to take it down and take it out if possible. I I have like this funny story from high school. I used to always go into class and I'd always get embarrassed because my, my, you know, when your stomach rumbles and like, you're trying to like hide it because you don't want the person next to you like thinking you're weird like you know like the, I don't know if anybody <laughs> yes. else is in cre- yes. like or like you try to like maneuver so like it wasn't your belly that just rumbled and so this used to always happen to me in high school and I was taking exams and I never I was like why does it like I thought it was just a normal part of life you know I never thought anything about it but I used to always have a bowl of cereal and milk before I went to school and I stopped that after high school and I never had these yep. problems again now I think back and I wonder hmm, that's probably the cause of that Oh, yeah. That's like so much inflammation right there. Cereal and uh, milk. And that's the common breakfast of so many kids. Same with me. That's what I ate all the time. And that's what what you think. Oh, let me start my day with that. It's just, oh, my gosh, not ideal. And it's not just your it's not just your body. It's also your brain. Like it also affects the way you think when you have all of that, um, all of those like free radicals that are breaking down from the sugar in everything that you're eating. It impacts Mm -hmm. the way you think. So. Yeah, I definitely feel the effects of milk on my body, especially now. Cheese, once in a while, can tolerate it. Um, eggs, I, I do okay with eggs, and you know, even some yogurts, I think I do okay with. But you know, you got to listen to your body at the end of the day. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I agree. It you're you're the best doctor. Like- you are the best. You know yourself yep. better than any doctor is ever going to know you or anybody else. So definitely listening yep. to your body. Exactly. Awesome. So where can people find out more about what you're doing and, you know, if they're, you know, if they're really, if someone's really interested in this, where can they figure out how to, you know, get more involved or incorporate more anti-inflammatory foods and spices into their diet? Can you help out with that? Yes. Well, I created a special gift for your listeners. I'm so excited to share this. I really, really think that um, that it's, uh, well, it's actually a really great resource that I put together um, from some of my best information. Um, so this is going to be available at masalabody.com forward slash beyond medicine. And this is my sweet spice cheat sheet with this, it, where I share so much information about the spice that's in your kitchen cabinet. Um, it helps to lower uh, blood sugar and curb sugar cravings. And the cheat sheet includes three benefits of using the sweet spice, five ways to use it in your day, and then also an easy recipe using the spice. It's actually a great, um, a great uh, nighttime tea that's very soothing. Uh, and, and that the recipes in there with all the benefits. Wow. So that's masalabody.com forward slash beyond medicine. And so by joining that, um, you'll get my free, uh, cheat sheet and then I'll follow up with a, a free ebook 
where I share seven spicy recipes to melt your first seven pounds. And that's an ebook with all of these amazing recipes. There's some of my favorite recipes with spices. Um, and then I'll start sending you emails and we'll be in contact. You can reply to any of it. Like, so anyone that's listening can reply to any of them to, um, and I'll see it right away and I'll respond to you, but, um, I'm going to send emails that are, have lots of recipes, have tons of really informa- interesting information, um, things to help you incorporate more anti-inflammatory foods and spices into your diet and just make it part of your life and make it fun. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that for our listeners. All right. Well, I like to usually end this podcast with asking our guests. Well, before we do that, actually, let's, where can people connect with you on social and, uh, you know, anywhere else, where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram at Masala Body. So just look me up, Masala Body. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook at MasalaBody.com by Nagina Abdullah. That's my Facebook page. Um, so those are the two other places you can find things about me. Awesome. And I like to end the episode with what does beyond the medicine mean to you? And I'm interested to hear your take on this. So Beyond Medicine to me means that you are using natural ingredients to make yourself um, the best person that you can be and optimize your health. So it means that we don't have to go to artificial supplements, artificial prescriptions in any way. We can actually use the food from our earth that our ancestors have been using for thousands of years and actually keep our bodies not just running um, better, but really making your body run um, beyond what you can even imagine. So Beyond Medicine is using just what's around us to make ourselves feel better. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you so much, Nagina. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I can't wait to get this podcast episode out. Oh, it's been so nice talking to you. Thank you. Hey, podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope we brought you some practical, good advice that you can apply to your life. Guys, if you could please do us the favor of sharing this, telling people about it, leaving us a comment, subscribing, all that will help us grow and help us spread our message. Also, if you'd like to support our podcast, you can go to our website and click support and it will help us grow this podcast and continue doing what we are doing and bringing you more high quality guests like the one you just heard. Thank you guys. Peace.